0: The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the Nova Society are those of our guests and panel members and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of any institution any member of the Nova Society is associated with. The material information presented on the Nova Society is for general information purposes only. Reproduction or dissemination for the purpose other than education is prohibited without express written consent of the Nova Society. We'd like to welcome everyone back to the NOVA Society, and today we'll be having a very short conversation with our panel regarding a couple of decisions that came out of courts in the recent days, the first out of D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, and the second out of Michigan, and that case speaks to parents that have children that engage in mass shootings. We'll also be talking about the recent developments in Nevada as they relate to the primary for the Republicans, and what could be, te- be potentially a very embarrassing result for the former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley. So let's listen in. Appeals three-judge panel uh, ruled on the immunity claims of the former president that basically the president of the United States is immune to all prosecution for everything they do. So, of course, one of the judges, uh, Judge uh, Pan, who would would just ask a brilliant question during the hearing, was that, so what you're claiming is, is that the president of the United States can send out SEAL Team 6 to murder his political opponent, and he cannot be prosecuted for that. He is immune. And uh, the lawyer basically came in and said, well— he can be if he's already been impeached and convicted by the Senate,
1: which would what? solve a lot of our problems. So yeah, that if was the argument, it, Priscilla. Right? If you if you, you can solve the any problem that we have just by sending the SEAL Team Six, but uh, to um, Mar-a-Lago, whacking the president, the former president. And then having Chuck Schumer kind of say, no, we're not removing the president when, you know, he's not going to be impeached for this. And uh, and that was actually the argument that they tried to make.
2: Yeah, because he has full immunity because Trump got what he wanted, which would be full immunity from uh, for all presidential acts, because he forgot in all his arguing that that would apply to everybody, not just himself.
0: So a very interesting ruling came out of the uh, the 10th Circuit. The uh, pundits are basically saying that they do not think the entire 10th uh, Circuit will take up the case because this is so cut and dry. Matter of fact, every everything that I've heard about this decision that was handed down, and it took longer than people thought it was going to take. Uh, people thought it was going to only take a couple of days because it seems so cut and dried. But after they read the opinion of the three-judge panel, which was unanimous, Kind of rare that it's unanimous, not just somebody signing on to the opinion, but actually a unanimous decision of a bipartisan court as far as ideology is concerned. They really didn't, they, they, when they read this opinion, they said, now we know why it took a month to craft this out the way they did. That was this well written and ironclad. Even the Supreme Court probably won't even want to hear this case because the Court of Appeals decision is so good.
2: What's the decision? The decision is that there is no presidential immunity. Um, The president can't simply strip citizens of their rights. The president cannot be out of the reach of Congress and the other branches of government. So the president cannot commit any crime he wants or she wants in office and then be immune from prosecution. Uh, so one of Trump's arguments was um, that uh, uh, the president has to have full immunity for any act whatsoever, including murdering political opponents, because if not, then when the president gets out of office, the other party is going to impeach and going to indict and going to prosecute and persecute and all this and that for all these actions that the president did while in office, even though this has never been a problem before um, the way they're doing to him now, um, the Democrats of course, because he didn't do anything wrong and everything he did was right and perfect. um, and therefore, he needs to be given this immunity. But, of course, he's forgetting that that would apply to every single president. Um, and, of course, and the example used in the, by the, the judge in the appeals court was to, to Trump's lawyer. So you're saying that the president could order seal, the SEAL Team 6 to go and murder a political opponent, and um, that would be fine. And of course, the um, uh, the Trump's lawyer prevaricated and began with this long-winded statement. And uh, the answer is obviously yes, but he said, "Well, da blah, blah blah." And and I also noticed that one of among Trump's lawyers, whose name I can't remember, many-winded statements um, was. Selling documents, uh, documents, and I don't know if he said class, I think he said classified documents to other nations, which he did not think was a crime. So he inserted that wording in there. And, of course, Trump has done that. At least I assume he must have done that, maybe, um, allegedly, because the lawyer stuck that wording in there and said, and I don't think that's a crime, um or i don't think that's illegal or something like that and i thought what is this man saying um so yeah and so now w- another thing that the um that the appellate court did that i thought was very smart was they gave trump and his team until november 12th until this coming monday either to um appeal to the supreme court um or to, um, I forget what the legal term is, to appeal to the 11 judges uh, the way he had done before um, in some other case that he was appealing and the 11 judges just simply wouldn't even bother to hear it. Um, And they just said, forget it. Uh, And so because Trump wants to delay and delay and delay and delay, so he he has until Monday, to bring it to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court may, of course, refuse to hear it, in which case it goes immediately to Judge Tanya Chutkin. And although the March 4th trial is now off the docket, if Trump brings it to the Supreme Court and they decline to hear it, it goes back to Tanya Chutkin. And if Trump brings it to this 11-court appeal Appeal court, whatever that is, and they decline to hear it. It immediately goes back to Tanya Chutkin again, and will go back on to the trial docket at whatever date. So they, the, the, um, that's another reason I think that the um, the uh, three judge appeal court took uh, 28 days and 57 pages to effectively back Trump as much as they can into a corner and basically, um, be very clear and very strong in their, in their wording, not provide any wiggle room, um, and, uh, provide a very rigid deadline, um, so that he cannot use a delay tactic to his advantage, to the best of their ability, at least. Right. Have i answered your question. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Probably too much.
0: So uh, it, it's actually called M blanc.
2: Thank when you. They, uh, when I knew they, there
0: was a uh, term. I forgot it. Well, en um, Yes. And when an entire appellate court hears when all the 11, most appellate courts are 11, 9 or 11. And, Eleven. uh right. But in some, not depending depending on the jurisdiction.
2: Well, this Uh, one is 11. Yes, and that's the term. Correct.
0: So the the idea is that uh, he could request the entire court hear this, although it's very rare that the entire court gets together to do it. It does require only four judges to say yes. uh, But, of course, now he's got three already out of the 11 that say no. So he's got four of the rest, the other eight that have to say, yeah, we want to hear this. But generally, uh, historically, the the appellate court does not, especially when a ruling is uh, this unanimous. They won't do it. And with the Supreme Court having to hear tomorrow the case about Colorado and the Colorado removing of him from the ballot, it seems unlikely um, that the Supreme Court would really want to get involved. What do you think, Scott?
1: well um, i don't like to predict you know. <laughs> Oh, you oh, fake news you love to predict
0: <laughs> you and i love but, to predict but,
1: but, but i will say that uh <laughs> you know i one of the reasons i think that it uh, it took so long and was beginning to seem like they it was a you know part and parcel of the stall tactics that trump uses is that um is that they were circulating it to the other judges so that they could get um sign off on it and it would not and and so we can skip the next step and um whether the i mean it, it seems unlikely from what i'm reading and and seeing on television that the supreme court would take this up um and then it go as uh, Brooke said. It goes back to the to the to Tanya Chutkin's court and could you know could get started. I suppose it could get started as early as May, and uh, you know, but more likely, I think, sometime during the summer. So you know, I mean, it was yesterday was an interesting and good day f- on a number of different fronts. Uh, the one that really stands out in my mind is not really this one or even what happened in the house yesterday. Um, But the, the, um, the Michigan uh, verdict on that a mother and the father will be up for trial soon can be um, held responsible for their child being a, uh, a school shooter uh, and, and that, you know, um, the school shooter's mother is going to prison. too. and I imagine the father will probably be following. That was that was the the uh, the story of all the good stories that we saw yesterday, and interesting stories that we saw yesterday. That I think is going to have the longest impact. Yeah, and I'll tell you why I don't think that this one is going to have that long an impact. First of all, it was a it was. I think a slam dunk. It's a ridiculous thing to even ask, and it was completely brought up by Trump for the purpose of delaying the trial. There, there was no way that he could have expected that he was going to win this. It, it's, it's just crazy talk. But, it, but it, it served its purpose, which is that Tanya Chuckin had to vacate the court date in March that was originally set, and now this pushes the. The trial back a little bit. So every day that Trump can delay judgment on him, that's a good day for Trump. And and so you know that ended yesterday, but he's not going to trial, um, you know, f- for for a while longer. I think tomorrow uh, the hearing that we're going to and and getting a sense of what the questions are from the Supreme Court uh, as to whether Trump can even be on the ballot could negate really a lot of uh, need for us to even think about these things. I mean, I he'll his trials will go on. Um, But uh, it, it really, it does seem. And again, I don't like to make predictions, especially about the Supreme court, but, um, but it really does seem to me that there's a really good case for disqualifying Trump from the, from the ballot in, in every state uh, of the union.
2: I think that they should, and I wish that that they would do that. And I don't understand why everybody is so afraid to make that decision that clearly needs to be made.
0: Well, I, I think you've got to remember that the law is not written um, very specifically. Um The 14th Amendment Third Clause is not specific. What is insurrection? We have definitions in the Constitution of what treason is, but we do not really have a firm definition of what an insurrection is, what constitutes an insurrection. It also does not lay out whether or not you have to be convicted. In most cases, due process of law has to have gone through, and you have to have been convicted of an act for for you to suffer the penalties for having committed that act in this case yes the court in the lower court in colorado did find that he had engaged in insurrection he did have an opportunity to fight that that decision he had not that was a fully open court uh arguments could have been made he chose not to really engage in that very much so the decision was made that an insurrection happened, but it was not convicted. Um, it's not like he went to jail like some of the Proud Boys or something like that, or the, the, those type of people. So that's where the question comes. I think the Supreme Court tomorrow will try to find an off-ramp somehow in, the, in some wording uh, that they define. I think it's probably going to be a 5-4 vote. Uh, but I think they're going to allow him to stay on the ballot. That means that this decision yesterday about being his immunity becomes even more important because now if you're going to avoid having a second Trump administration, which I think all of us are terrified of, that's the way to get it. That's the way to, to end this. Now will he still get a whole bunch of votes absolutely because there's just people out there that are going to vote for him no matter what but i think that his chances of getting elected while he sits in while he sits in jail or while he is a convicted felon i think that that the moderates um and even some of the the less far-right conservatives Uh are going to look at it and say no i i can't do it i mean you just can't do it so in a way it all plays together. Um, at the same time, the Supreme Court, just to say, could look at the decision from the DC circuit, tenth circuit, and could say that even the DC Circuit said that he did something wrong. Um, they can interpret that out of, of that that fifty-seven page decision of theirs. So there's a lot of ways there's a lot of ways this would go. The Supreme Court, yes, very difficult to figure out. Uh, how they're going to rule, what they're going to hear, and how quickly they are going to rule, but they do have they 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 act on their own time frame. I mean that's something they showed something on the TV today. When you go to the uh, Supreme Court building, the pillars are being held up by tortoises, by by uh, by by effigies of tortoises, and that is to show the slow movement <laughs> of the law. Oh, uh, so I. Is. I, I mean, I just never, I mean, I never noticed, I've been to the Supreme Court building about a few times. I never noticed that those, that those pillars have tortoises underneath them and, and that tortoises are all over the building, uh, to show the slow movement of, of the, the wheels of justice. So, so that's it. The only other interesting that happened yesterday was that Nikki Haley in New Han- in, uh, Nevada, uh, lost to anybody else but.
1: Right. All of the above. All of the above. Yeah, that was wild. Although, all of the
0: above, anybody else but uh, has never won an election, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> so that is kind of an embarrassing, that is that is a little bit embarrassing of a, um, yeah, a turn of events for, for the former governor of South Carolina. So that's all the time we have for today's episode The Nova Society is a production of the Phoenix Research Institute. We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, the Journal of Interdisciplinary Conflict Science. The JCIS is an open journal for upcoming scholars. The JCIS is currently accepting article submissions on an ongoing basis. The JCIS is a publication of NovaWorks, a scholarly depository at Nova Southeastern University. A link to the journal is in our description. We'd also like to thank our podcast partners, Buzzsprout, who hosts the Nova Society, Audacity, who is our editing partner, and Podkite, who does all of our analytics. We'd also like to thank iHeartRadio, where people get their music and podcasts, Apple iTunes, the largest source for music and podcasts on the internet, Spotify, the most popular source for the Nova Society. The Nova Society is available on all these and other quality platforms mentioned in our description. We'd also like to thank our listeners. Without you, the NOVA Society would not be possible. If you have a comment, a question, or would like to be a guest on the NOVA Society, we can be reached at nova.society.podcast at gmail.com. Always remember, the power of society is knowledge. So for Dr. Scott Gershwer, Dr. Brooklyn Ann Weldon, Dr. Priscilla Hobbs, and all of us here at the NOVA Society, I'm Dr. Mark Bound. Be well, and we hope to see you again next time.